You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Um, We're going to jump right into our NFL special show today. And the first topic we want to talk about is this Lions-Rams trade where Stafford is going to the Rams, Goff and some people are going to um, the Lions. And I wanted to get the guys' perspectives, who won the trade, was this even a good move for either organization, would you have done anything different, what are your thoughts? I see it as an uh, organization trying to fix a mistake. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, you look back on this 2016 quarterback draft, and, you know, Carson Wentz has played well. Uh, but um, obviously, he's he's on a trade. He's being considered to be on the trade block. And then Goff is an okay quarterback that was the number one overall pick. That is overpaid, so they try to get rid of that contract. Um Stafford is another guy who came out with much promise, but he's had some injury issues. But I think when Stafford's on his game, he's definitely a much better uh, quarterback than 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 uh, Jared Goff. So I'd be interested in seeing. Um, I think the Rams technically won on the trade, uh, but I, I don't necessarily like the trade for them. And the Detroit Lions—that's where you send a guy to die. So. You know, golf is there to die. Man, man, man. The winner is Matthew Stafford. (laughs) He is the true winner of this whole shenbang bang. He leaves the cold and go to California. Even though every game is is a away game over there, but he's in sunny California. No more winters, snow, you know. And on top of that, he has a defense. He has an offense. He has something to work with and a, co- uh, and a coach who's willing to try different things. The winner is Matthew Stafford. The loser is golf. <laughs> he is golf. If one coach don't believe in you, what's going to happen the other side, other way? So Detroit, as usual, um, Detroit, see, one thing I like about Detroit, this whole trade, they got picks. So if golf doesn't work out, they could quickly repair and pick a, a quarterback or fix some pieces. Now, the Rams, it's either Super Bowl or championship or bust because they have no picks for the next few years. So whatever holes they need to repair, it's like it's a wrap. So the winner is actually, to me, uh, Matthew Stafford. Teams, I believe that Detroit won this draft, this uh, trade. For a simple fact, the picks. Picks are rarity. Picks, picks are prime. Real estate. Picks are something where you could literally fix your team up and get back into the playoffs. So then you don't trust, do you trust Detroit? Uh, I trust Detroit to a draft pick. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. On your, on your, depending on your scouting department and your draft capital. It's like, it's like, you know, Detroit is about as bad as, is worse at drafting than Howard Roseman. Howard Roseman is the worst drafter I know. I don't care. The Rams won. <laughs> well, not only that, Phil, like, he, at least he gets to play in the dome. Like he doesn't have to worry about outside and he probably has someone driving for him already in reference to Jared Goff. But I would definitely say, of course, most people would say that the the Rams won. 
as well as Matthew Stafford because he gets to leave dysfunction <laughs> for the majority of his career. Because when you really think about it, Matthew Stafford's only been to the playoff three times, and there's only really one one game that I actually remember him playing, and that was against the Saints in New Orleans. That's probably the only time I actually remember them playing because I think that's when Calvin Johnson got that wide receiver record, right? Yeah, I, I forgot about Matthew. Exactly, like Calvin literally. Left, like I mean, Calvin Johnson, Megatron he, left, I forgot. <laughs> like he hasn't, he hasn't really had the help. Like there will be a year they would have a defense, but their offense was mid. Like he was stuck with, what's his name, Matt Patricia for all them years. And Jim Caldwell was probably the best coach that he's ever had and they let him go. So now he actually gets to go somewhere where he has weapons. Like when he was in Detroit, he never had a running game. Now he's going to have a running game. Now he's actually going to have it like the most dominant defense. And although he may not be the best quarterback within the division, he got a defense that can hold it down for him. So he doesn't have to be the best QB in the world. Like you don't have to hold his hand. He can make the plays when he needs to make the plays. And that's really like the benefit that's for the Rams other than just hearing he's overrated. He's not there to be Patrick Mahomes. He's doing what golf can do. And live to Detroit. Like, think about it. Detroit has had two, potentially two of the best position players in, at their position in the league and still been terrible. They had Barry Sanders at one point, the ways of his career. They, they put Barry Sanders, arguably the best running back of our lifetime or ever, into early retirement. The guy's <laughs> like, you know what? Calvin Johnson was like, you know what, man? Like, F it. I don't care no more. I, <laughs> They, they 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 took their will to play. How do you take an athlete's will to compete? That's how bad Detroit is. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to reiterate what was said. I'm going to just say this. Anything to get you out of Detroit, Michigan, is a win. Like that franchise, we speak a lot about franchises that are cursed on this podcast. And there, there has to be some curse with the lions i mean Detroit's worse than cleveland hands down hands down like there's nothing good is there anything good that comes out of detroit and that franchise i mean outside of the players we just mentioned but i'm like there's nothing good about being in detroit so god bless that man for freeing himself from that toxic environment and the, also the crazy thing about it is, remember, like, literally last week, Sean McVay says, we're going to review, we're going to, like, evaluate everything, even the quarterback position. So, you know, something was soon to happen. Something was very soon to happen. And it just happened, like, just like that. So, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point in time, but it's better now than never, especially when this window is, like, very small. Yeah. No, seriously. But one thing, though, I would say, you know, we're talking about the winning of the trade, but I, I still wonder if this is the best deal that the Rams could have made. You know, you have a situation, act situation in Houston. I would have waited a little bit longer because you know, we're a ways away from the offseason starting. The draft is a ways away. Super Bowl hasn't even hit yet. I would have waited to see if there's any way that situation in Houston can get any worse. I know what the owner says. Owners are supposed to say a lot of things. Um, owner said about um, Deshaun Watson not being on, on the table, but when, when Deshaun Watson is disgruntled where he is, I think a good GM would have done his due diligence, even if it costs you three first round picks. Because at the end of the day, 
it doesn't matter how many picks you give give up if you have an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson. I definitely agree. You think about that. They gave they was willing to give up three, two first rounds, and a, and a second, third round, and a third, and their starting quarterback. Mm. And on top of that, well, you get returned Deshaun Watson, and you're not giving up anything. So your defense is there, your weapons are still there. Literally, you're 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 going to a conference championship minimum. Deshaun Watson is younger. You, you, yep. you did for you Better. did for a 32 year old wide receiver, a 32 year old quarterback, quarterback who has proven nothing over the course of his career. Deshaun Watson has taken bad teams to the playoffs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this is the first time that we actually like seen something like this happen, like right before the Super Bowl. I don't think anything's ever happened like this before, which is different. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually, you wait till things are like settled, like right, like somewhere around there. Nah. Jared Goff must have had some dirt on 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 <laughs> Maybe like he had pictures of his fiance. I don't, I don't know. He had something to make uh, McVeigh had to get rid of this man. What's interesting too is I don't know if you guys knew this, and I, I you know I don't believe in conspiracies like this. But why was McVeigh in Cabo? with Stafford on the same day. They said they're there separately, and they, then they found out after the trade happened, they had dinner together. I don't think they're there, like, separately. I think they were, they they, they had new someone's in the work, and they're like, yo, let's, let's go party this thing up. Quink and dink, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, it should be good. It should be good. All right. Well, let's transition on and, and talk about what I know our listeners are waiting for us to say. Let's talk about some events surrounding the Super Bowl. So last week, Tony Romo made some comments um, about Pat Mahomes facing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And let me pause right here. I don't respect him as a quarterback, but I sure do respect him as a commentator. I think he's great. Um, he has really great insight. And he said, basically, A, Pat Mahomes has the closest chance um, in reaching Tom Brady as the GOAT in this league for years to come. Then he also said, if Pat loses in this Super Bowl to Tom Brady, he don't think that he can surpass Tom Brady um, for that GOAT title, you know, later in his career. And... Um, I wanted to know what the guys felt about this. Um, I think we can all agree right now, Pat Mahomes um, is probably the closest chance to kind of take that title, um, just as far as sheer ability and what we have seen from him. But do you agree with Romo that this could be a potential roadblock um, if Tom Brady beats him in this Super Bowl? No, I don't think it's a roadblock. Um I mean, I think Tom Brady, look, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl was against the greatest show on turf. So, you know, Tom Brady is, has demonstrated he's capable of overcoming um, good team, a, a great, a great team. Now, I, here's what I would say. I saw this uh, this week and I thought it was an interesting um, perspective on the whole Tom Brady go conversation. I don't think Tom Brady is the, the greatest quarterback of all time. I think Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. Um, I think, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's won six Super Bowls, but let's think about it, right? He beat a really bad Rams team on his last Super Bowl. I mean, it was probably the, the worst Super Bowl I've seen since the Giants versus Ravens Super Bowl. It was just like a bad Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. Leave us out of this, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> so, I mean, Tom Brady, is he the GOAT? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's the most accomplished. Uh, he, he had a great system around who played in the worst division in football for years. Um, he won championships. He, he made the right plays. His first championship, he was a game manager. His second, you know, he was still coming to his own. I mean, he had a, a point where he was really good. But for most of his career, he was overshadowed by other quarterbacks. I mean, for a long time, people said Peyton Manning is the better quarterback. It's just that Peyton Manning didn't win in the big game. Then Aaron Rodgers came, and Aaron Rodgers was, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. It's just that they didn't win those games. And as you talked about yesterday, on, on excuse me, last episode, with, as we had this nuanced conversation about Deshaun Watson, basketball and football are not the same. And so I don't think you can evaluate a player's based upon talent, uh, excuse me, based upon championships like you do in basketball, because in football, there are a lot of things that are outside of your control. That You sit a whole side of the game, half of the game watching. So uh, I do think Mahomes, when, he, when it's all said and done, if he stays healthy, will probably be the greatest to ever do it at quarterback and I agree with you um Tony Romo who only won two playoff games yeah great commentary I love his quarterback because he never beat us in the division rarely he done anything to hurt us so I'm good with that you have to think of it this way and I agree with Evans best accomplished quarterback of records I mean great Tom Brady but overall I, I haven't heard I've never heard him anyone said he was the best quarterback during this season or during this era or so forth. We could name three or four other quarterbacks before we named Tom Brady. But the winningest, the one who has won the most, yes, we'll give him accomplishment. You know, I'm not saying he's Robert Ory, you know, happened to hit the shot and so forth and been there and go forth. No, but we will remember him. If if Mahomes lose this Super Bowl, which I will tell you my pick later on, and wins eight, Who's going to think about Tom Brady? And remember, Brady lost three twice to the Giants, right? So Mahomes is only 22 years old. He's in his third year, literally half the age of Tom Brady. We got to believe that he's going to go to more Super Bowls. And his career, he has another, if he plays as long as um, Tom Brady, literally he has another 20 years. He has 20 years. And so... No, we one if he accomplished overall, we overall you would think next five to six years you're gonna think he's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Mahomes overall skill wise, he's way over ahead of um Tom Brady. And we never we always thought that Tom Brady progressed from a game manager, a little offensive player, accomplished. Mahomes, we 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 give him the whole package. He's the head of the team, and despite the weapons he have on his team the weapons he has on his team, we still think of Mahomes first. So, Romo, please. I mean, 
I'm gonna just jump in real quick, Alan. Um, I don't know if we can talk. Uh, I okay. I think Mahomes is by far more talented than Tom Brady. And I'm saying that because if you look at, like you mentioned, his age, his ability, like Tom, Tom Brady is just a beneficiary of like being a white dude in a perfect storm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying he hasn't developed into a great player. and He's not one of the greats, but I do agree. Um, you know, that I just think as far as talent, Pat is more talented, but I don't think we can negate the weapons around Pat though. Like that's the part where I'm like, if he had a different scenario, if he was on a different team, would he be this successful? I don't know. I don't know. You probably wouldn't win a Super Bowl yet, but he probably would be this successful. And, and, and let's add another layer to this Tom Brady conversation before Alan goes. Mm-hmm. If Tom Brady was a black man, all of his comments would be thrown out the water because all of his championships, most of his championships are shrouded in controversy. Yes. You have Deflate Gate. Deflate Gate. You have Spy Gate. How many gates <laughs> does this guy have? Spy Gate, Deflate Gate. Make America Great Again Gate. <laughs> He cheated on his wife. I mean, I mean, this guy's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a wild thing. So, I mean, Barry Bonds, we're like, oh, his, his accomplishments don't matter because yeah. he had a steroid situation. But right. Tom Brady somehow gets a pass? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm, look, Evan, I'm with you 100%. 100%. I don't know exactly how I feel about the question because, like, when it comes to the GOAT, as Evan stated, like, I think for the NFL, there's a different type of criteria that falls into that other than just rings. You know what I mean? And like some people consider like uh, Dan Marino, like the GOAT. And that dude was like ultra talented. Like he was doing things on the field that no one else was doing. He was basically ahead of his time. So, I mean, when you think about football, of course, like compared to basketball, basketball, you can affect all phases of the game compared to football, unless you're Troy Brown and you just play wide receiver and just also play cornerback as well. I mean, that's, that's really the only way you can really do it. But I think even if, if Pat lost, he could still catch him. And how I see it is not even just, let's just say like, they play win or lose, but moving forward, he just gets new weapons. They could get the same type of guys that could still catch. You may not find someone as fast as Tyreek Hill, but if you just find like a decent receiver who can just make catches, like you could probably take someone like Cole Beasley. You can just take like someone who can just make like the catches that you need them and, and still be successful because Andy Reid has been doing this for the longest with like no name receivers. So, I mean, I think he could still do it regardless. But I just think when it comes down to, like, when we think of, like, the GOAT conversation with, like, quarterbacks, we just need to, like, reevaluate what that is. Because the most talented, like, you can easily say Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, just to start off, that's just, like, currently playing and then just work your way down. 
And again, like even with Patrick Mahomes, we're talking about weapons. You can say the same thing with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Marquise Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. Like the list goes on. Like the dude, the dude basically has like a whole kettle of gold, like just at his disposal that he's never really had at New England. He just had a whole bunch of possession receivers and then finally got Randy Moss that one or two years. And that's really it. So I'm just like, yo, like I still think Pat can catch him because for one, he's still young. He can lose this Super Bowl and then just go on a four-year tear. And we're going to be like, bro, no one's won four years ago. If he, won, if he wins four years in a row, we're not going to be thinking about Tom Brady. That's really all it takes. Like, if he does something that no one's ever done before, it's, it's going to happen. Like, I, that's the only way I can see it happen. Because if you think about Tom Brady, he won, he won what, two, then he lost another. Or did they three-peat the first time? I don't remember. No, they won no, one. No, they never three seated. One, two. Okay, right. So think about it. If if Patrick Mahomes, like, if they really like win three in a row, we're gonna start reevaluating this conversation. Because uh although Tom Brady has had those opportunities, he's fallen short. But if Patrick Mahomes do it, we're gonna reevaluate this whole conversation. So I think if if he three peaks, it's a wrap. Like Mm. he's catching them yeah I mean yeah I I agree I mean Romo Romo tried Romo tried I guess but I mean it's it's not far-fetched what he said though you know what I'm saying like it's not like oh my gosh like I kind of understand the perspective he's coming from right so it was a good pass but dropped it at the end like Des Bryant did so no catch it is what it is is what it is he tried um so now that we're on the topic it just makes sense now we have already spoken about Tom Brady versus Pat and kind of we mentioned Pat is clearly more talented so who are you guys choosing to bring this thing home on Sunday who is going to win the Super Bowl? Is it going to be the alleged GOAT? Um, or is it going to be the baby GOAT? Baby Yoda versus Yoda. That's, you see, my heart and my eyes tell me Patrick Mahomes. I don't see them. I don't see, I don't see that defense, Buccaneers defense, stopping that offense. I don't see it. I don't see it. But uh, Bert, little Birdie has been telling me that, you know, uh, this could be Tom's Brady's going away and, you know, uh, a miracle of, you know, refs not calling the right calls and, and make sure he goes off on a silver, uh, on a white horse with a championship. My mind, my heart, my analysis sees no, how, what can, the Buccaneers defense stop. Who can they stop? They have to stop three people, and that's impossible. I don't see that offense being shut down. I see them scoring literally probably punting the ball twice, max. And we know if you hit Tom Brady, the Giants gave the blueprint. Remember, the Giants gave the blueprint. How to deal with Brady? If you knock Brady on his bottom a few times, then he gets anxious. Then he can't concentrate. And then TB12 is not the same. So 
I'm going with um, Baby Yoda, soon to be the GOAT, Pat Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs is going to easily take this away. Who do I think is going to win? Now, I, I made a hot take back in, I believe it was, was it October or November, saying that the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl? As much as I want to pick the Chiefs right now, they're without two of their tackles, their starting tackles for this week. And their center is going to be out this week because of COVID, COVID tracing. So right now I'm like, uh, this isn't, this isn't looking very good because initially my whole thought process is as long as everyone is healthy, um, I really think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. And the only way that I could really see the Bucks winning this game is if Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones get going. And I said it in the chat, maybe it was last week. I said, if Tom Brady throws the ball 40 times, they're going to lose. Because that is that that gives you more time to basically just just knock them out. Like you get you get your opportunities then and there because the D line is going to be physical. The secondary has been like super physical uh, with Honey Badger, Breland, Sorensen, and all those guys. They've been physical with all of these receivers. Now it's really just going to boil down to the trenches for the defensive line for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the offensive line with these backups because with Shad Barrett and Jason Pierre part of them edges, like I'm not sure how that's going to plan out. Like I'm trying not to give a cop out. I'm trying to give a real answer <laughs> right now. I'm going to just, I'm going to go with the Bucks, man. Just, just because of that. If it wasn't for the offensive line, that is really the only reason why I'm picking them. You're scared. I'm not scared. I'm being honest. Dude, like if your blind side is, is, is like not available, like it makes it that much harder. Luckily they have this week, but they're going to have to get help from like some backs and from the tight ends. That is literally the only reason why I'm picking them. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Um, I think what the Chiefs will do to counter um, the the edge rush will be, you know, keep it off balance, do some some play action, do some short stuff to Tyreek Hill, uh, put him in space, and make them beat him. So I'm picking Bucks. I mean, excuse me, I'm picking Chiefs. Um, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a really good game. I am picking the Bucks, and not because of any technical offensive or defensive schemes. I'm picking the Bucks because I feel like the NFL is creating a story for Tom Brady to retire. You know, last year, Super Bowl in his home stadium against the you know the next in line so to say to kind of take the mantle it's like setting up this really perfect bedtime story that um you know MAGA children would be able to tell the legacy of Tom Brady and so while I think just based on the game itself the Chiefs will should win this 
I definitely see someone behind the scenes pulling some strings, um, paying some refs, just to make sure that Tom Brady can have like his perfect ending. And that's just what that is. I, I don't want to go too far back, but the game that they played just to get here, I see what you're saying. Listen. I see what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> they, I mean, they major calls. There. Look, calls that should have went Green Bay's way. And, and I remember one call in particular. I, I believe it was a um, pass interference. I can't remember the call, but I remember just looking like that was so blatant. And the commentators even said, like, how could the refs miss that call? We know how the refs can miss that call. And also, because they're, they're making sure that they're setting up grandfather Brady to win. And, and, and so for me, I can't even set my sights and be like, oh, this is a guaranteed Chiefs win because they just do what they do. I agree when they were the the defense was not that great. The Bucks defense was not that great. They had a leverage of allowing they were allowed to hold off the line past five, ten yards. Aaron Rodgers gonna get the ball to someone when you hold the receivers and the rest were blind. So that your 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 statement is not that far fetched. Um, not that far fetched. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close. Like, if I was to give a score, I would probably say 31-27, somewhere along, somewhere along those lines. Oh, okay. So, like, like a field goal yeah. kind of thing? Mm. I'm going to say it's going to be more of a 24-45. Ooh. 24-45? 45. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Exactly. You got a cup over there, Phil. Huh? You got a cup over there, Phil. <laughs> that's cool, Phil. That's I'm telling you, I don't, I just, I don't see, I don't, I, 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 I trust in Mahomes so much. Yes, the edge rushers may come in, but if they execute your plan, Evans, and Tyreek touch that ball, all they have to do is a few fakes to get those off a uh, few screens, and Tyreek touch that ball. I don't. I, I'm telling you, I if. If everything is fair and square, despite they don't have anyone, I trust Mahomes' legs. I trust you give him enough time. He even creates time. And <laughs> Tyreek, by the time you blink, Tyreek is on the goal pole waiting for the ball. And then they got that. Uh, they, they, uh, I don't I, I, I I hear mean, everything you say, but I just see that this offense is getting ready to explode. And most of these, you saw, was it Godwin? Godwin didn't even know there was a celebration he, um, after the... um. After the when you win the NFC Championship, the dude was walking off the uh, off the field, and somebody had to call him. Say, no, he said, "Oh, I've never been here before." These, I think the Bucks, most of them are gonna be nervous. They don't know what to do. I'm telling, I just have that feeling. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Phil, but man, Brady got a lot of weapons around him. Like I, like I can't, nah, nah, nope, no. Nope. I don't think any team is running away with this. Brady had Game. Randy Moss, and what happened? That's just one. That's one. Person. That was a close game. That was a close game, Phil. <laughs> like one person, dude. Like when you look at the skills positions for like each team, it's like right. yo, like like it's crazy. 
I agree. I agree. But I just, but if it, look, I, man, I believe that, I, I believe in the quarterback. I believe in the quarterback. I do. Man. Look, I do too. But I'm trying to tell you, if 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 you really watch the Bucks this postseason, what they've had specifically is a running game. If Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette get good runs, yeah. this game is going to be closer than what you really think. And, exactly. And, and trust me, I got there's a lot of LSU players, and I'm rooting for all of them, but. I'm I'm cheering for whoever wins. <laughs> Look, but and 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 you want to know what's funny when people are talking about these matchups. No one mentions mentions Gronk anymore, <laughs> no. and he's like, no, listen, listen. He is like the dude that can really explode at any time. So, man, with Gronk, Evans, Fournette, Godwin. I mean, this is not a runaway for me. It's just not. Gronk is gonna make like one or two plays, like I'm like he did you, last and, and, week, <laughs> and and big plays, like like it's not just gonna be oh this is run of the mill. He's gonna make plays when it matters. He did it in New England how many times? He did it last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. So I don't know. I don't know, Phil. I don't know if I could I could get on that score that you proposed. We got him on the record, so that's okay. That's right. For the record. <laughs> and and when we do our post Super Bowl show, our listeners will get to hear him backtrack like, no, what I meant was 2445. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we shall see. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.